WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando, and with a chill in the air, time to warm you up with our first check of Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic here at 6 o'clock on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour an Amber Alert issued in Central Florida. More in one minute. The big impeachment show goes live coast to coast on television. We'll give you a preview and a preview of what the Democrats are going to face when all of this falls flat and he goes after him in 2020. It's all next on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The FDLE is issuing an amber alert for two children missing from Brevard County. Five-year-old Angel Burson and three-year-old Lloyd Burson Jr., were last seen in the area of the 1000 block of 3rd Avenue in Titusville. Authorities say the kids are with their mother, Melanie Martin, and all three were abducted at gunpoint by the father, Lloyd Burson Sr. They may be traveling in a blue, full-sized SUV. If located, do not approach. Call 911. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. It's suspected that human remains found in a wooded area in Alabama Maybe those of Taylor Rose Williams, the five-year-old Jacksonville girl reported missing last week. Jacksonville Sheriff Mike Williams says Taylor's mother, 27-year-old Brianna Williams, has been arrested. The suspect has been absentee booked at a local hospital after being admitted today due to an apparent overdose of some sort. Brianna Williams is charged with child neglect and giving false information to investigators. Well, we've been hoping for the best, all fearing the worst, and I'm sure that's true of all of our listeners here. We'll stay on this one, of course. The Trump impeachment inquiry enters a new phase today as public hearings begin. They'll feature two witnesses who have previously raised quid pro quo concerns. The top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine, Bill Taylor, and Deputy Assistant Secretary of State George Kent, both answered questions in closed-door depositions last month. In both career diplomats linked a White House visit for Ukraine's president and U.S. security aid for Ukraine to a public announcement of investigations of potential political rivals like former Vice President Joe Biden and his son. Democrats say the two witnesses provide a critical timeline of events. Republicans are expected to question credibility and how much of their information is firsthand. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. I've got information on how the format will be when it unfolds starting at 10 a.m. this morning, and we'll lay that out in a minute, Alan. All right, bud. Nearly half of all Americans in a new poll say the whistleblower behind the Trump impeachment probe should come forward. The poll from CBS News and YouGov found that 47% of Americans think the whistleblower should be forced to be made public, while 53% say the person should remain anonymous. Good news regarding Americans diagnosed with lung cancer. They're living longer. The five-year survival rate has jumped 26% in the past decade. Florida has one of the highest survival rates in the nation, but Ashley Lyerly of the American Lung Association says it could be even higher. In Florida, we're only seeing 22% of those eligible in Florida being screened. The state of lung cancer report shows Medicaid in Florida does not cover lung cancer screenings, which consist of a yearly low-dose CT scan for those at higher risk. A shocker in college basketball. Top-ranked Kentucky upset at home in Rupp Arena by unranked Evansville, 67-64. 
K.J. Riley scored 18 points to lead the Purple Aces, who improved to 2-0. The who? The Purple Aces. <laughs> First time I've ever heard that. Here they come. Evansville head coach Walter McCarty talks about knocking off the Wildcats. This is at the top um, to be able to come, come back home and, uh, man, play against the number one team in the country and um, be able to perform the way that we did. Kentucky shot just 37% overall and fell to 2-1. and one. Losing to the Purple Aces of Evansville. Doesn't sound like a college basketball team. Sounds like a Las Vegas casino. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, honey, why don't we hit the Purple Aces tonight? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, darling. WFLA News Time. (laughs) Wow. Typical Vegas couple right there. (laughs) There they are. (laughs) WFLA News Time is 6.06. The suspect in the fatal Popeye's chicken sandwich stabbing is identified That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. PM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And good morning, Orlando, on a morning with a feel unlike any other maybe since the month of March. Boy, I got caught with a 55-degree spray of rain. When I walked out the door this morning to hop in the car at 3 o'clock. And you know what, Alan? After all the, all the heat and all the humidity for all that time, it felt great. As you know, before I come in in the morning, and both of us get here very, very early, before even I do that, I walk my two dachshunds. What did they think of it? They loved it, and so did I. <laughs> I mean, we're tired of getting up to 80, 82 degrees yeah. and humid. Now, Melissa, of course, is a Nantucket girl. She can handle yeah. this stuff. But Yaffe is not cold-hardy, <laughs> a lifetime Floridian. You okay, man? Yeah, uh, it was fine. It sounded good. I mean, I did hear reports of a man dancing with two dogs in Altamont outside. <laughs> yeah, it looked but a little bit like I was like, like wait, what's co-host? that about? Mm. <laughs> he is so bundled up. I don't know if you can see how bundled up he is. I am not. I'm wearing a jacket. That's all. Hey, listen, I'd like to talk <laughs> about it all morning here, but guess what? I can hear it in the distance, headed in our direction. It's the Trump train, and we're hopping on it here. Why, on a day that could take the president down the road, although I don't think so, toward you know impeachment and ultimate removal from office, why are we running the Trump train? Oh, you'll find out. This one is coming right at the Democrats. A story that got precious little coverage yesterday. I will share with you the president's economic speech. It is amazing when you consider what he has changed and how he has changed so many millions of lives for the better, much better. It is straight ahead. Don't miss it. As for the impeachment hearings, you're going to be watching today or not? 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. We want to make your wallet great again. Our texting contest continues the keyword of the hour will be announced in just moments you text that keyword to 200 200 and you could win one thousand dollars watch for a call from area code 513 which could be us informing you that you have won and listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win one thousand dollars as we make your wallet great again we will update orlando's news weather and traffic again in just two minutes on good morning orlando it is 608 Headlines locally, it's been a while since the last time it happened, but yesterday the trams again stopped working at Orlando International Airport, this time for about an hour. The interruption early in the afternoon blamed on some sort of power failure, and it impacted JetBlue, Frontier, and Alaska Airlines and their passengers who had to walk the area 
the distance that the tram normally travels. During construction work in 2017, you'll remember us reporting on the tram shutting down on passengers at least six times out at OIA. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. I hear the Trump train coming. It's coming round the bend, rolling over Democrats time and time again. And when they holler how they hate him, screaming Trump's the worst. He just fires up the Trump train and puts America first. Boy, he had it fired up yesterday in a speech to the New York Economic Club that got absolutely no significant media coverage with all the impeachment talk. But this is the Trump train gearing up for 2020 and the re-election. And what you're going to hear in a moment that I'll bet you didn't hear anywhere else from the president yesterday in the media, I don't even think Fox spent enough time on this, um, is exactly what the, what the Democrats are going to collide with in 2020. Okay, That's why they're now even more desperate than ever to get rid of this guy because they are so worried that with the economy as it is or anything close to what it is, that he will in fact be unbeatable, certainly by any one of the lame candidates that they are considering at this time. Just a quick look ahead to what will happen this morning. The big show on the uh, House Intel, uh, run by the House Intel Committee, will occur in the very spacious chambers of the Ways and Means Committee in the House It's the grandest hearing room that they have in the House of Representatives here. Adam Schiff, the Democrat chairman of the Intel Committee, gets 45 minutes off the top. He can uh, do it all himself or give some of it to the lawyers here who did a lot of the questioning in the closed-door sessions. Devin Nunes, the ranking member of the Republicans, gets 45 minutes. He can divvy it up any way he wants. Then all the other committee members get five minutes apiece along the way. We still don't know. Uh, whether any of the witnesses that the, the Democrats or the Republicans have requested to testify will get the blessing of shift, which is required in this unfair, unbalanced sham of a proceeding. Um, certainly, we're not going to be getting uh, Hunter Biden, and we're not going to be getting the whistleblower. It all starts at 10. We'll be watching it. Yaffe will be talking about it this afternoon on the ride home with PM Orlando. We'll be all over it tomorrow morning here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Now... Speaking of uh, the Trump train, it was rumbling at the Economic Club of New York yesterday. I want you to listen to this and consider the fact that history tells us, without question, that voters, more than anything, decide who gets their vote based on how they are doing economically, financially. They vote with their wallets or their pocketbooks is how the expression goes. This is Trump's strongest suit, and the Democrats have no answer for it. Here is Trump on his economic track record on creating wealth and jobs across America. Back in 2016, before I took office, the Congressional Budget Office projected that fewer than 2 million jobs would be created by this time in 2019. Instead, my administration has created nearly 7 million jobs and going up rapidly. Unemployment has recently achieved the lowest rate 
in 51 years. African-American unemployment, Hispanic-American unemployment, and Asian-American unemployment have all reached the lowest rates in history. How do the Democrats ever run against that? Those are just facts. Trump didn't make those up. Those are down on paper. They have happened, and they continue to happen, and they influence lives. You know, and wherever people are ideologically, a lot of times if the economy is really good, they will vote for the person they wouldn't have voted for otherwise. More from the president's powerful speech to the Economic Club of New York here in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Central Florida headlines for you now. Three kids who are not wearing seatbelts are hurt after a crash in Lake County. Troopers say 19-year-old Sarah Reed was driving a pickup truck yesterday near Leesburg on State Road 44 when she went off the road, overcorrected, and hit another vehicle. A two-year-old in the pickup was ejected. Another two-year-old in critical condition. A four-year-old also hurt. The 88-year-old woman driving the car the pickup smashed into, now in serious condition, and Reed, age 19, cited for careless driving and not having the kids buckled up. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Before we get back on the Trump train for that stem winder of a speech before the Economic Club of New York by the uh, by the president yesterday, a little more of what you're to expect today starting at 10 o'clock on the impeachment hearings live on television on all the major networks and the cable news networks as well. Two witnesses. Um, one is Bill Taylor, the top American diplomat in Ukraine, and then there's George Kent, a senior State Department official in charge of Ukraine policy. Uh, the Democrats have high hopes for Taylor. We'll see how he plays on television. Uh, and, and that has a lot to do with swaying hearts and minds. It really does. You know, behind closed door testimony and a transcript can be very similar to what you get on live television and very, very different. You know, Robert Mueller was a stiff and a bomb out. You know, when he reported on on his Mueller report, he got uh, he got the Democrats absolutely nothing. And it really helped the president to their chagrin. But at any rate, the Taylor, they say, was great behind closed doors describing how the Trump administration used military aid uh, that had been approved for the Ukraine to try to, uh, in, to try to force the Ukraine, if they wanted the money, to, um, to dig up dirt on, on corrupt officials and people in the Ukraine, including Joe and Hunter Biden. Of course, Biden, without any qualifications in the energy industry, was on the Burisma board over there, et cetera, et cetera. We've talked about it at length. Um, but at any rate, that's the one they are banking on here. We will see how it plays. The memo from the Republican leadership on how they defend the president here basically is time and time again say he did nothing wrong and go after the credibility of the bureaucrats who are the witnesses. We'll see. Now, back to the uh, tour de force economic speech here. And again, I make this point. I'm drawing out this speech you're not hearing elsewhere at length, at some length, because the economy is the strongest thing the president has going for him right now. And, and what he is going to be able to show the voters and claim for the voters is going to be a very, very powerful tool for him to get reelected. Let's listen right now. You know, the Democrats will tell you that Trump's really only with his policies making the rich richer, right? Wrong. 
blue-collar jobs are leading the way in our middle-class boom. We've added 25,000 mining jobs, 128,000 energy jobs, 1.2 million manufacturing and construction jobs, and manufacturing was supposed to be dead in our country. Trump's policies lifting millions of Americans out of poverty, off food stamps, off the welfare rolls, and back to work. Make the case, Mr. President. Nearly 7 million people have been lifted off, very importantly, food stamps. 7 million people off of food stamps. And we're getting Americans off of welfare and back into the workforce. Nearly 2.5 million Americans have risen out of poverty. That's a record. The rate of African-American and Hispanic-American families in poverty has plummeted to the lowest level ever recorded by far. So if you're a minority who might not necessarily be inclined to vote for Trump, when you're there in the voting booth thinking about how much better you are doing than when Trump became president, Trump's got a real serious shot at your vote. You might not share that with the pollsters. That will be part, and I think a massive part, of an unpollable Trump vote in 2020. We had the unpollable Trump vote in 2016, where people hated the media and the pollsters, wouldn't talk to him. And Trump had supporters that never registered, except on election night. Finally, to the Economic Club of New York, the president. What about the markets? Since my election... The S&P 500 is up over 45 percent. The Dow Jones is up over 50 percent. And the Nasdaq is up 60 percent. And Trump also pointed out that his policies have added a remarkable $10 trillion of value to the American economy. Alan just came down the hall with the news uh, at 6.30, but let me go into Yaffe because you were listening very intently here. This is, this is what the Democrats are going to be up against in 2020 if the economy holds at anything like the level it's been. Well, it's no doubt it's Trump's biggest asset is the economy. I think the Democrats are going to have a lot more problems trying to impeach Trump than they realize. I think they're going to have some big obstacles that they think that they haven't thought of before when it comes to this. I really do. I think one obstacle, though, for Donald Trump is again himself. He took the opportunity yesterday to highlight the accomplishments that uh, he's done on the economy, but he spends so much time attacking Democrats and talking about other issues. Well, he was that, mad with the Fed and their interest rates and all of that. He was but, ripping them pretty good. But yeah, you know, but it, uh, it, it takes away uh, from what probably he should be spending time highlighting. As we've said before, I honestly believe it's true. Only Trump can beat Trump, you know? Melissa? Yes, sir. Powerful, the economic uh, achievements that he laid out. And they're just, they're right there and they're undeniable. Unless okay. the economy collapses, in which case he could be beaten by, you know, by anybody. Uh, I think it makes him almost unbeatable. I really do. No, it's definitely uh, definitely a good, good point that he made. And Alan also made a good point that, yeah, he needs to stop trashing the Dems every time we turn around. But the, uh, the accolades and the, the accomplishments, definitely he needs to keep touting that because that's the winning platform for 2020. We're on the Trump train, but some are jumping off, like Coulter, maybe Rubio. Are you? 
We're back on the Trump train at 7 o'clock, but a lot to come between now and then. Right now, to my co-host Alan Spector, will get us all up to date on the news coming up in the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour. But there's been an arrest in the Beefy King fire, and there are allegations of cheating in Major League Baseball. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 6.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch in this cool, bracing Wednesday morning. I'm going to turn it over right now for the news update with my co-host, Alan Spector. Yesterday, you brought us the news of this restaurant fire at a place a lot of folks have loved for a lot of years. And I guess now we know this was no accident. Yeah, it's an iconic Orlando establishment, and there's been an arrest Late yesterday, Orlando Fire Department arson investigators announced the arrest of a man named John Huff. He's accused of setting fire to the Beefy King on North Bumby Avenue. Now, the damage was minimal, but it was enough to keep the restaurant closed for several days. Beefy King has been an Orlando fixture for more than 50 years. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A man is dead after a shooting at a Brevard County motel. It happened last night in Cocoa Beach at Faulty Towers on East Cocoa Beach Causeway. No arrest has been announced. There's no word on a motive. Three Florida cities will split $62 million in federal transportation grants. U.S. Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao made the announcement in Lake Nona near Orlando, which will get $20 million to go toward its driverless bus system which began rolling in September. Governor Ron DeSantis says lack of movement is plaguing Florida's metro areas. That costs money because it costs productivity, uh, costs time and cost effort. Miami gets $22 million for its mass transit system. Jacksonville, $20 million for sea terminal improvements. I'm Larry Spillman. The Orange County School Board is approving a contract with teachers that gives them pay raises and delays increases in health insurance. Next up is a vote by the teachers. A new survey suggests there's been a lead change in Iowa among Democrats running for president, putting South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg ahead. Fox's Peter Ducey has more on the Monmouth University poll. It shows Buttigieg riding a 14-point surge since August in Iowa into the lead at 22%. It puts him ahead of Biden and Warren, who have seen their numbers shrink, and also Sanders, Klobuchar, and Kamala Harris, whose campaign pulled resources from all across the country to go all in in Iowa, but is stuck in sixth place with just 3%. That's a shocker that Buttigieg is on the rise. I mean, it's it's like, you know, 14 points is incredible. Mm-hmm. We'll find out what this guy is all about here, though, in just a moment and how well he will hold up. And, Bud, the question is, do the Houston Astros cheat? One of their former players says, yeah, they do. Oakland Athletics pitcher Mike Fires telling The Athletic that the Houston Astros used a center field camera to steal signs during their 2017 World Series winning season, a practice that has prompted an investigation by Major League Baseball with the Astros cooperating. Fires was a member of that champion squad and admits a tarnished relationship with the team now, adding that he has warned other franchises that Astros hitters used a video feed piped into a monitor near the dugout to decode signs and then relay them to hitters in games. Allegations of cheating by the Astros have chased the organization organization for years as recent as this year's World Series. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. What happens? You can't go back in time, Alan, you know, and undo the results. Yeah, what they, happens? They've never uh, changed the results and, and, 
you know, taken away a World Series right. championship, but they did win the World Series in 2017 when uh, this uh, cheating was apparently taking place. Trying to be the Patriots of the National Baseball. Okay. Okay. I think we're out of time for this conversation. Wow. Anyway, back to you. WFLA News Time is 637, even if I didn't go there. <laughs> if you miss any part of Good Morning Orlando, get caught up with our podcast on iHeartRadio. Headlines right now amid some controversy. President Trump will host the president of Turkey at the White House today. Recep Tayyip Erdogan will meet with Trump in the Oval Office before holding a joint news conference. Critics of all of this call Erdogan a tyrant and claim he manipulated Trump into announcing a U.S. troop withdrawal from northern Syria. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. Yeah, there we go. It's Pry It Open. It's the Looney Left File here to the Looney Tunes theme on a Wednesday morning. What's Pete Buttigieg doing in there? Isn't he the moderate voice of reason among the Democrats seeking to ultimately unseat Trump? He's trying to go down that lane now that it's very clear Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are too far to the left to win a general election and old sleepy Joe Biden doesn't have his fastball anymore mentally and he's got other problems. He may wound up getting, you know, pulled down in this whole Hunter Biden uh, corruption deal with Ukraine. You never know. And they're really, really nervous, the Democrats. And that is why all of a sudden Buttigieg, the 37-year-old openly gay small city mayor, has shot up 14 points in the first caucus state, Iowa, and is now leading the field. As Alan told you earlier, he's at 22 points. And he's uh, Joe Biden is at 19, and Elizabeth Warren is at 18. Bernie Sanders, the only other double-digit Democrat in the critical first state of Iowa, at 13%. So is this guy really a moderate? This guy is not a moderate. Look it up. Buttigieg has endorsed a single-payer health care system. That's universal health care. That's government seizure of all health care in this country. Although he wants a transition period, he calls it Medicare for all who want it. He likes the Green New Deal from AOC. Um, He's defended AOC's proposal for a 70% effective marginal tax rate for the top earners here. This guy is a lefty, and that's why we put him in the loony left file, Yaffe, because that Mm -hmm. is where Pete Buttigieg belongs. Exactly right. He kind of reminds me of Obama in his approach. You know, Obama tried to portray himself as a moderate, as a uniter, but he was really extremely left. Buttigieg is the same way. And he also comes off as nice, but he'll hit you pretty hard. Buttigieg, he'll hit you pretty hard. He'll just do it kind of in a nice way, I've noticed. Now, let me ask you, do you think Buttigieg has any shot at getting the nomination? And if so, could he beat Trump in 2020? Will America elect a president who is 37 years old? We've never had one any younger than 42 That would be Teddy Roosevelt when he became president, when McKinley was assassinated. JFK was 43. He's 37, looks 19, is openly gay, and the first lady won't be a lady. And is this going to work? And is this guy going to hold up? 
What do you think about Buttigieg? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. Is he the savior of the Democrats? Could he get the nomination? How would he handle Trump? In a moment, we continue in the loony left file, because we'd love to hear from you on that, with these neutered gingerbread men. They've neutered gingerbread men. What the heck is going on? (laughs) It's coming up. It's the loony left file. What can I tell you? They're loony. Local headlines updating a story we've been following for you. A search is underway to find a woman accused of setting a house on fire in Orange County. Deputies announced yesterday they are looking for 36-year-old Tiffany Harrod for her role in the fire on Halloween night on East Orlando Road that destroyed a mobile home and injured a child. Investigators believe the fire started when Harrod mishandled fireworks while in a car and the fire spread to the home. Stay tuned for updates on our top stories every 10 minutes. On Good Morning Orlando. Stay ahead of the storm with Operation Stormwatch on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Well, I know what I'm going to get you all for Christmas. How Ooh. about a Target gender inclusive gingerbread Christmas sweater? Okay. Uh, Everybody uh, no. needs another weird, ugly Christmas sweater. I'll take mine in a medium. Now, I looked at this thing and I thought, okay, so now we're making some kind of a liberal social point of inclusivity or whatever. And then I looked and I looked and I looked at the gingerbread man on the sweater. Yeah. And it looks like a gingerbread man, you know. But but the the key is they've decided they can sell more of them, obviously, because that's the business they're in, right, in retail. If they rename it the gender-inclusive gingerbread Christmas sweater, even though it doesn't look any different. And I, I, it's, I think that's interesting. Or is that going to attract customers on balance or turn them away? What do you think? Well, you know, I'm disappointed because when you were talking earlier about this story and mentioning gingerbread, I thought we were going to get something to eat. No, no, I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> he doesn't care about sweaters. Food. <laughs> the, Bud Man's, the Bud Man's Kitchen never opens this early, Alan. Okay, okay. okay. You should yeah. know me better than that. I don't think it would have really made a difference if, you know, the news didn't point it out. Like, but just they, in the story, you probably wouldn't have noticed. But they think that there's business to be had by marketing that way, and maybe they feel yeah. more socially conscious. You remember yeah. Target and the whole thing with the bathrooms and yeah, all of that? That went over well, didn't it? Uh, not too well. <laughs> what about it, Melissa? This is one of the reasons why I don't shop at Target, and it's a cookie. It doesn't have a gender. If anything, I'd be offended because they're brown. Why, so. you'd be offended and because <laughs> they're brown and you're not? That's correct. <laughs> I mean, we right. ne- where, where are the white gingerbread men? Indeed. Yes. And the black <laughs> gingerbread men and the red ones and the yellow ones. Why are they all brown? It's a problem. Because gingerbread is brown? Ginger should be red, right? But that's an insult to... <laughs> well, you got to trot out the icing. Come on. I'm so <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, again, Bud, when you were promoting this story, you yeah. talked about the gingerbread man being neutered by Target. I think so. I thought maybe the gingerbread man Uh-oh. would have had a, a bite taken out of a certain part <laughs> of his anatomy. No, there's no, no. anatomy my on God, a gingerbread a man. Ho- there's a hole in the sweater, Alan. Oh, my. Uh-oh. <laughs> if you guys are seeing genitalia on a gingerbread cookie, you're in the wrong place. Sorry. Anything on the text line in the loony left file we've been talking about Buttigieg, gingerbread man what do you got well one person said target didn't learn their lesson with the bathrooms uh-huh yeah, yeah. and what about Buttigieg? gonna be a threat he's number one in the number one caucus state iowa 
<laughs> Someone said, just imagine Buttigieg and his first M-O-T-U-S hubby. In other words, first man of the, I don't even know, in the White House. Oh, is that what it would be? The first man of the White yeah. House? I guess. Yeah, another person says, I'm not judging Mayor Pete, but as a Christian, I cannot vote for him. Interesting. Back on the Trump train after Alan updates us on the news. 7 o'clock. An Amber Alert issued in Central Florida and a shocking upset in college basketball. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 7 o'clock. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you, and a beauty it is. Nice and cool, full moon setting behind us here. Welcome as we bring you Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic updated right now on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour two Central Florida children and their mom are missing. More in one minute. We're back on the Trump train in a moment. And Coulter's off it. And I'm wondering about Rubio. What about you? Next on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Two children and their mother from Brevard County are the subject of an Amber Alert after police say they were abducted at gunpoint by the kid's father. The search is on for five-year-old Angel Burson and three-year-old Lloyd Burson Jr. and their mother, Melanie Martin, who were last seen in the area of the 1000 block of 3rd Avenue in Titusville. The alleged abductor is identified as Lloyd Burson Sr. They may be traveling in a blue full-sized SUV. Anyone with information as to their whereabouts is asked to call 911. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The search for a missing Jacksonville girl appears to have come to a sad end. Human remains were found yesterday in Alabama in the search for five-year-old Taylor Rose Williams, who was reported missing last week. And while indications are that this may be Taylor Williams, the exact identification of the victim uh, will be made pending some detailed forensic analysis of those remains. Jacksonville Sheriff Mike Williams says Williams' mother was arrested and she is in the hospital after trying to kill herself by a drug overdose. Looks like we're headed for a heartbreaking ending here. Hope and pray not, but we'll see. In Washington, the House impeachment hearings go public starting today. Here's how the process will work. The House Intelligence Committee's chairman, Democrat Adam Schiff, and ranking member Republican Devin Nunes or designated staff will each deliver opening statements. Then the witnesses, Bill Taylor, the top diplomat in Ukraine, and George Kent, the deputy assistant secretary of state for European and Eurasian affairs, will be sworn in. After their opening statements, questioning will begin with Chairman Schiff and the minority recognized for up to 45 minutes each. Then there will be five-minute rounds of questioning, alternating between majority and minority members. In Washington, Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. More on all this coming up. Nearly two out of three Americans are shivering under the Arctic air mass blanketing the eastern half of the country. Brutally cold temperatures stretching from the Canadian border to South Texas are making life miserable for more than 200 million people. 
In Milwaukee, temperatures have been around 20 during the day, and resident Julie Vitello isn't happy. We had our first snow last year about this time, but now it's getting to be too much like a regular thing. The freeze is moving east today, ready to send temperatures diving from New England to, yes, Florida. Boy, this global warming is tough. The top-ranked team in college basketball is licking its wounds this morning. The Kentucky Wildcats upset at home in Rupp Arena by unranked Evansville, 67-64. A shell-shocked Kentucky head coach John Calipari said it was only fitting that Evansville won. Their team deserved to win. If we would have somehow pulled it out, you know, it would have been kind of wouldn't even have been fair because they fought us the whole game. The Wildcats dropped a two and one. The Evansville Purple Aces are undefeated at two and zero. Never heard that team name before. Probably never will again. WFLA news time is seven oh seven. A Florida police department rolls out enhanced nine one one service for smartphones. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Beautiful, brisk, bracing morning. Fantastic. We waited a long time for this. Going to warm up a little bit along the way here, but uh, very refreshing. And great to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch where it's been red hot since we hit the air at 6 o'clock this morning. But heading around, Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9. Trump supporters, if you've been on the Trump train, now the impeachment thing is real. Public hearings begin today. Are you still on the Trump train Or are you like one-time, big-time Trump backer Ann Coulter jumping off the Trump train? Let's talk about it. Give me your comments, if you will. Give us your comments, because we're all a part of this at 407-916-5400. And the text line, first name in town, always welcome there at 23680. So um, the Trump train pulling into the station moments from now, but in the meantime, to keep you entertained... We're still on the money train, bud. We want to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. In just moments, we will announce the keyword of the hour. Listen up and then text that keyword to 200-200, and you could win $1,000. Watch for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you've won. And listen all day long, every hour, for the keyword and your chance to win a grand as we make your wallet great again. It's 7.09 on Good Morning Orlando. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic is just two minutes away. Check of headlines for you right now. Disney is blaming high demand for the problems it had with the debut of its new, widely anticipated Disney Plus streaming service yesterday. Customers complained of error messages when trying to download the app. The message came with an image from either Wreck-It Ralph or Ralph Breaks the Internet. Users who did get to use the service complained about features not working, such as setting up profiles or watch lists. The company says in a tweet, that they are quickly working to resolve the problems. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando.
from train coming, it's coming round the bend. Rolling over Democrats time and time again. And when they holler, how they hate him. Screaming Trump's the worst. He just fires up the Trump train and puts America first. Yep, and today is the day. The big show begins. The Democrats with their televised impeachment hearings. All starts at about 10 o'clock this morning. All the networks, cable and otherwise, will be covering it. We'll be talking about it tomorrow. The two big witnesses are Bill Taylor, the top American diplomat to Ukraine, George Kent, a senior State Department official in charge of Ukrainian policy. Democrats holding out big-time hope for Taylor, that he won't be as stiff on TV the way Mueller was after the Mueller report. Didn't help the Democrats at all. Uh, He's the guy who says that uh, he was on the call between Trump and the Ukrainian president and has described and supposedly will today in vivid terms how the Trump administration used uh, and dangled military aid for Ukraine in front of them and said, if you want this money, you've got to start digging up dirt on uh, on on the Bidens, etc. So we'll see how it all plays. A memo circulated by a Republican leadership says the basic strategy in defending Trump is say he did nothing wrong, and I don't believe he did, and attack the credibility of the bureaucrats who will be testifying here. So we'll see. It all starts at 10 and uh, 45 minutes for Schiff, 45 minutes for the ranking Republican Nunes. They can dish us some of it up or all of it off to their lawyers. We'll see what they do there. And then five minutes a crack for everybody on the Senate or make that the House Intel Committee. But as far as the Trump train is concerned, are you still on it or have you been shaken by the prospect of impeachment here or by some of the things that have gone down in the Trump administration, or are you still rock solid behind him and riding the Trump train? 407-916-5400, what would it take to get you off the Trump train? Are you going to be watching the impeachment proceedings today with that in mind? 407-916-5400, text line, first name in town, welcome, 23680. Toll free on the phone, by the way, 866-916-5400. Um, Ann Coulter was rock solid behind Trump. As a matter of fact, made a gazillion dollars writing a number one bestseller. Yaffe, do you remember the name of that book when she loved Trump? In Trump We Trust. Doesn't get more positive about Trump than that. Oh, she was (laughs) just gushing over this guy on television and, and, and over immigration. But now she says she's fed up. She is done. As of yesterday, she says, okay, that does it. I give up. They can stay. You must go, Mr. President. They then would be the dreamers, okay? The DACA kids who came here as youngsters with their illegal parents and are now adults. The Supreme Court took that up in oral arguments, and there'll be a ruling on this from the high court as to whether or not uh, Trump can do what he says he wants to do, and that is repeal uh, the DACA provisions that protect them from deportation, okay? But Trump in the middle of all of this, tweeted something that knocked Coulter literally off the rails of the Trump train. And let me share that with you here. Many of the people, the president tweeted in DACA, no longer very young or far from angels. Some are very rough, hardened hardened, uh, criminals. President Obama said he had no legal right to sign the order, but would anyway. If the Supreme Court remedies with an overturn, the president tweets, a deal will be made with Democrats for them 
to stay. And she considers that a sellout. And with all the other things this president has done for this country and the millions of people who live here, all races, all classes, everybody elevated by his economic policies, his deregulation has unleashed the power of free enterprises we have seldom if ever seen. She is off the Trump train because he says he's willing to cut a deal to keep the dreamers here. The president wants a, this isn't going to be a bargaining chip for him. He's, you know, it's the art of the deal, the master negotiator. You know, he wants more border security. He wants wall money. And if this thing goes the way it may in the Supreme Court, that's what he wants to do. I would never hop off the Trump train for that. If you could get the wall-funded Yaffe and rock-solid border security, keep the dreamers here, I'd go for that. And I would not consider the president a sellout, and I would not hop off the Trump train. Well, I think most of his supporters would go for that as well. But, you know, Ann Coulter, she's become a one-issue person. You know, anytime someone goes against her wishes on immigration, that's it. You could be great on everything else. Doesn't matter to her. You know, as my mom told me when I was a little one, we used to get a bag of cookies. And she said, you know what? Every single cookie, as much as you love them, probably going to have a little something broken off it. There were no whole cookies in life, buddy. All right? So you have to accept some of what you don't like to get all that you do like. And Ann Coulter just doesn't get that. I, 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 I think she has just gone nuts. I mean, she's just it's Trump derangement syndrome here. It's unbelievable how much money she made off the guy, you know. When she loved him on one issue, she's gone. And I'm a little bit worried about Marco Rubio. He gave a speech recently uh, to a university here where he talked about um, post-Trump conservatism, you know, and how how conservatism need to get back to what it was or whatever. I don't know, under Trump, who's not exclusively across the board, issue by issue, a full-blown conservative, I think conservative uh, policies of tax reductions, of deregulation, this kind of stuff, I, I'm sorry, Marco. I don't know what you or any other Republicans got that's going to serve this country any better than the Trump brand of conservatism. I'm a little worried about him, but I'm a little worried about some of you. Are you about to hop off the Trump train if things don't go so well today in the House and the impeachment hearings? Will you hop off the Trump train or are you still on board? 407 916 5400. Text line 23680. In a moment, an update on Orlando's news, weather and traffic, and then back at it. It's all here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Thanks, Heather. This weather-related headline, how bad it is up north right now, will make us feel pretty good about the little chill in the air we have. At least six people have been killed on icy roads as a winter storm blows through the Midwest. A couple of people killed on snowy roads in Ohio yesterday. At least four deaths blamed on the storm Monday. Slick roads and whiteout conditions causing multiple pileups in Ohio yesterday, including an 85-vehicle pileup north of Akron. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories, and we keep it up for you all morning on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Good morning, Orlando. The Budman, Alan Yaffe and the Fox with you until 9. We're on the Trump train and Coulter's off it. You know, and, and, and Marco Rubio sounds to me like he's at least got, you know, one leg off the step. I don't know. Uh, what do you think here? Are you still on the Trump train uh, as we face the live impeachment hearings today? Good morning, Alan. You're in Winter Garden. Welcome aboard. Hi, how are you? I think I think little Marco never forgave being called little Marco. 
Um, he's he he's always was a never trumper. Uh, he's just positioning himself for 2024. The Republicans know, establishment Republicans know that J- Trump enjoys a 90 percent approval from registered Republicans. So they know to go against Trump would be suicidal. They just are gonna. They are holding their nose. They're going to tolerate Trump from now through 2024, and then you get uh, the uh, these folks positioning for 2024. Thank you, Alan. We appreciate it. Bud, let's go to my hometown, Altamont Springs, for Kathy. Good morning, Kathy. Hi. Yes, um, they've been trying to get rid of Trump for three years now, so I'm over them. In fact, who wants to be on the train of rats? Excuse me, Democrats. You don't want to be on the rat train, huh, Kath? <laughs> yep, don't want to be on the rat train. Ouch. What are your thoughts on Ann Coulter totally turning on Trump? Um, I think she has a problem. I mean, not everybody is perfect, and let's see, if he's done all that he's done for us, I'm game. I'm, I'm, can, let him continue. It's, it's the, uh, the Democrats have nothing for us, only doom and gloom, so I'll stick on the train, Trump train. All right. Thanks, Kathy. Let's see if the train is still running in Deltona, bud, as we check in with Jimmy. Good morning, Jimmy. Hey, good morning. Uh, Ann Coulter was never on the train. Otherwise, she wouldn't be jumping for one one reason. Marco Rubio, I will never vote for him in a Republican primary again. This is not about Donald Trump. This is about capitalism versus socialism. You get rid of Trump, the alternative is socialism. And you know what happens if that happens. You know, it's interesting, Jimmy, yesterday in his speech to the Economic Club in New York, he reaffirmed once again that as long as he's president, this will never become a socialist country. It was good to hear it again. Well, we need to put on our big boy pants, and and if he says something that offends you, tough darts. Look at the results. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Tough darts. I'm sorry. I got an itchy trigger (laughs) finger there because I knew we were tight on time. Let's kick it into Yaffe and... And Melissa here for a check on incoming on the text line. Yeah, one person says, on the Trump train, Trump-Pence 2020, love and support our president fully. Another person said, Republicans need to fight hard, even to the point of a trial, need to expose the deep state corruption once and for all. Got one that said, the Dems and the press forced me onto the Trump train, enjoying the ride. Good morning, Orlando, on this brisk, beautiful Wednesday. The Budman, Alan Yaffe, and the Fox until 9 o'clock. Alan leads off the news with a story right now that is one of those that we see too many of that kind of has everybody kind of holding their breath, hoping it will end well. What do you know, Alan? Bud, a search is underway to find a woman accused of setting a house on fire in Orange County. Deputies announcing they're looking for 36-year-old Tiffany Harrod for her role in the fire Halloween night on East Orlando Road that destroyed a mobile home and injured a child. Investigators believe the fire started when Harrod mishandled fireworks while in a car and the fire spread to the home. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Governor Ron DeSantis joined U.S. Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao in Lake Nona. They announced that a $20 million federal grant has been awarded to Orange County. DeSantis said the money will fund the creation of designated lanes for the driverless bus system launched in Lake Nona in September. We need a stable and efficient transportation network um, here in Florida, but particularly in Central Florida, which is a very fast-growing area, um, and those needs are going to continue to be in the future. In addition, the feds are giving Miami $22 million for mass transit, and Jacksonville gets $20 million to pay for sea terminal improvements. 
It's been a while since the last time it happened, but yesterday the trams again stopped working at Orlando International Airport for about one hour. The interruption is blamed on some sort of power failure, and it impacted JetBlue, Frontier, and Alaska Airlines. During construction work in 2017, the trams shut down on passengers at OIA at least six times. An investigation is underway to figure out what led to a construction worker falling 35 feet in East Orange County yesterday morning. It happened at the Next Era Stanton Energy Center on South Alafaya Trail. When fire rescue crews arrived, the man was still 15 feet above ground. After getting tangled up in some scaffolding, he sustained pelvic injuries and was hospitalized in fair condition. Wow, maybe getting tangled up in the scaffolding is why he's alive today, huh? Could be, could My be. My goodness. In Palm Beach County, federal prosecutors are recommending an 18-month sentence for the Chinese businesswoman convicted of trespassing at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club. Assistant U.S. Attorney Rolando Garcia says in a court memo that he agrees with the guidelines of zero to six months in prison, but Yujing Zhang deserves a tougher punishment because she repeatedly lied. Jang talked her way into Mar-a-Lago last March, saying she wanted to use the pool. Garcia says the 33-year-old also lied to a receptionist about the purpose of her visit and to agents about why she was carrying four cell phones, a computer, and an external hard drive at the club. Jang was convicted after representing herself at trial. Sentencing is set for November 22nd. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. I don't know. I always take four cell phones when I want to go swimming. <laughs> always. Elsewhere. A brewery in northern Michigan is capitalizing on a high-profile death. Rusted Spoke Brewing Company in Mackinac City is now featuring Epstein Didn't Kill Himself beer. The beer was added to the brewery's lineup last week and is selling very well. Uh, (laughs) Alyssa Klinger with Rusted Spoke says, It doesn't matter who you are, people think it's funny. Jeffrey Epstein, of course, died in prison in August while awaiting trial for allegedly sex trafficking underage girls. His death was originally ruled a suicide, but new evidence indicates it may not have been. That's a little grim. Have a drink on Jeffrey, huh? <laughs> it's been a thing going around social media, all these different Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself <laughs> stuff. It's <laughs> true. Is it showing up on shirts and stuff now? No, I mean, just that... memes. Like random places. Like people will be somewhere random. They'll pick up a piece of paper and they'll say, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Right. Or supercalifragilistic <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself this morning. That was the one I saw this morning. <laughs> I got to tell you, gang, I'm not much of a beer drinker, but if I'm going to knock back a cold one, the last thing I want to be thinking about is that guy. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, in other brewery news, bud, a Northern California brewery is apologizing to anyone upset over the name of its new beer. That's because it takes aim at the state's largest utility, Pacific Gas and Electric, known as PG&E, for sparking devastating fires. Oh, they hate them out there. The Shady Oak Barrel House beer is called F-PG&E, with the F-bomb spelled out. The statewide response has been so harsh... Yelp halted reviews and removed several one-star ratings. Most people took the name as an insult to the workers at PG&E, but the owner says that was not the intention. Maybe the F is for fire. Maybe not. No, as I said, they actually spelled out. They spelled it out. Oh, uh, oh, gee. Oh, I see. I think it would have been funnier if they just had the letter. But (laughs) Yeah, well. Sorry about that. Subtlety wasn't a thing there. Everyone's a comedy expert. (laughs) And finally, the sands might be about to run out. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. 
Fans of Days of Our Lives are worried the soap opera might not return next year. The cast is about to wrap up production and go on an indefinite break at the end of this month. They've all been released from their contracts, but the show will continue airing with the episodes that have already been made through the current season. If it gets picked up again, production on Days of Our Lives would resume in spring and the cast would have to negotiate new contracts. Gee whiz, that, that's kind of chilly after all of those years. You know, what a thing a whole workforce finds out. Uh, you know. Yeah, well, it's, it's just the latest. I mean, uh, you can remember uh, years back the the uh, daytime schedules on the networks were filled with soap operas. And they appeal to housewives and stay-at-home moms, and there are fewer and fewer of them. And also, also people feel that reality TV has kind of uh, supplanted the soap opera for that sort of entertainment. It's the only daytime show my wife watches, and she's watched it forever. Um, when I gave her the, I told her the story when it broke yesterday, oh, yeah? and, and I'm glad you're using it this morning. She was not happy. In a bad mood the whole night. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com, and you can find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. In a way, though, it's appropriate. I mean, the symbol is the hourglass, and mm-hmm. uh, this is what hourglasses do. You know, run them long enough, they run out of sand. Yeah. <laughs> and in a way, they just tipped it over, didn't they, by telling the staff, see ya. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah. Wow. Hey, in a moment, we've got dinner and a show, not one but two prizes for our Sound Judgment contestant. Company rules, you're eligible to win if you haven't won in 30 days. Let's have some fun together here on a Wednesday morning playing Sound Judgment. The only way you can possibly play and win is to call me right now at 407-916-5400 or hit the toll-free 866-916-5400. Two separate prizes. You could use them in the same night, but dinner at a nice restaurant and a really fun show. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Only the toll-free remains open. 866-916-5400. Time for Sound Judgment. Right after we update for you Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here in two minutes on the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Looking at headlines right now, as I am... One of Brevard County's largest companies doing its part to give back, L3 Harris Technologies Incorporated, has announced a new volunteer initiative this week called LIFT, L-I-F-T, which stands for L3 Harris Investing for Tomorrow. Its goal is to promote STEM students. On Monday, more than 500 employees packed thousands of nutritious food items for kids to access through Second Harvest of Central Florida. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. Well, when I announced we had not one but two prizes, uh, Melissa, the lines lit up, and we've got a bank full of contestants ready to play sound judgment. So let's talk about the prizes. It is an incredible prize. As a matter of fact, if you want dinner and a show, you need to win this. It's a pair of tickets for your good man, Charlie Brown, this Saturday night at the Winter Park Playhouse. Of course, that's Charles Schultz's beloved comic strip coming to life in a Broadway musical. And we're throwing in a $50 gift card for Marlowe's Tavern in Winter Park. So we're billing it as dinner and a show. Use your sound judgment, and you're going to go. Yeah, great show at the Winter Park Playhouse. And uh, 
That's a great restaurant there. A lot of folks love Marlowe's, and you're going on us to the tune of 50 bucks. If you're our winner, if you're trying to get in and you're pounding on that steering wheel in frustration because the lines are busy, uh, a wrong answer? We get an open line for you, but you got to be quick to grab it before anybody else at 407-916-5400. So as we discussed earlier in the show, the newest poll on the Democrats running for president shows there's a new leader in Iowa, the critical first caucus state. He's Pete Buttigieg. So for now at least, Buttigieg is probably a name you ought to know. And that's where today's sound judgment question comes in. Listen to some sound from Pete Buttigieg's Veterans Day speech about his service in Afghanistan. Then use your sound judgment to correctly spell Buttigieg. And also tell me what his current job is. They did not care what country my father immigrated from, whether he was documented or not, whether I was going home to a girlfriend or a boyfriend. They cared whether I had selected the route with the fewest IED threats. They just want to get home safe, just like I did. Pete Buttigieg, number one in Iowa. How do you spell that last name, and what is his current job? Line one, you're first up. Go ahead, line one. Good morning, bud. We love your show. We love you, too. Well, it's great to have you with us. All of us love the fact that you love our show. Thank you, my friend. Okay, here, here I'm going to say B. Oh, I'm sorry. We got to cut you loose. Nope, that's not it. But there's the open line. One letter correct, if that helps. He went down in a hurry. Uh, Sorry about that. The open line, grab it, 407-916-5400. You can win both prizes. Line two, spell Buttigieg. Tell me what he does for a living. B-U-T-T-I-G-I-E-G, mayor of South Bend. We'll give you that, Indiana. Fantastic. Congratulations. First name, if you will, sir. It's Matt, bud. Matt, we, we got a bunch bunch of Matts. Which one is this? From where? New Smyrna Beach. Oh, yeah. And you haven't won in 30 days, right? No, it's been a long time. Okay. Just want to make sure. Company will ask me. And we're kind of on the honor system here. Hey, you're going to have to come inland here and, uh, and join us in Winter Park and then hit Marlowe's. Uh, nearby. We, I know, we know you're going to have a very special night. Matt, congratulations. Thanks for listening to Good Morning Orlando. Thank you, bud. Very exciting. Good. Good stuff. Stay on hold and you and Melissa can work it out. You and the Fox off air. What a combination. All right. Coming up here in a moment, we got Rush with the morning update after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes. Hang with us here. Much to come. A full third hour you won't want to miss. All on the 50,000 watt front porch. Headlining a local sports note for you right now, the Orlando Magic back in action tonight facing the Philadelphia 76ers at the Amway Center. Orlando has split the first two games on its current five-game homestand after Sunday's 109-102 loss to Indiana. The Magic sit at 3-7 and seven on the season, the Sixers 7-3. and three. Stay tuned for updates on our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio station. 
Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you on a beautiful autumn morning. Just a great, great day, and we're glad you're with us for our latest check at 8 o'clock on Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, an Amber Alert canceled. Two kids and their mom found safe. More in one minute. Florida will pay us pretty well to hunt and kill pythons. I think we need to do the same with alligators. Let's talk about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 804 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Titusville police say a mother and her two children that were the subject of an amber alert have been found safe. No word if any suspects are in custody. Police had said that five-year-old Angel Burson, three-year-old Lloyd Burson Jr., and their mother, Melanie Martin, were abducted at gunpoint late last night near the 1000 block of 3rd Avenue in Titusville. The suspect was the kid's father, Lloyd Burson Sr. Nice to see that alert expiring and that story ending as it has. Definitely. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. It's suspected that human remains found in a wooded area in Alabama may be those of Taylor Rose Williams the five-year-old Jacksonville girl who was reported missing last week. Jacksonville Sheriff Mike Williams says Taylor's mother, 27-year-old Brianna Williams, has been arrested. The suspect has been absentee booked at a local hospital after being admitted today due to an apparent overdose of some sort. Brianna Williams is charged with child neglect and giving false information to investigators. The Trump impeachment inquiry enters a new phase today as public hearings begin. They'll feature two witnesses who have previously raised questions about quid pro quo. The top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine, Bill Taylor, and Deputy Assistant Secretary of State George Kent both answered questions in closed-door depositions last month. In both career diplomats linked a White House visit for Ukraine's president and U.S. security aid for Ukraine to a public announcement of investigations of potential political rivals like former Vice President Joe Biden and his son. Democrats say the two witnesses provide a critical timeline of events. Republicans are expected to question credibility and how much of their information is firsthand. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Nearly half of all Americans in a new poll say the whistleblower behind the Trump impeachment probe should come forward. The poll from CBS News and YouGov found that 47 percent of Americans think the whistleblower should be forced to be made public, while 53 percent say the person should remain anonymous. Good news regarding Americans diagnosed with lung cancer. They are living longer. The five-year survival rate has jumped 26% in the past decade. Florida has one of the highest survival rates in the nation, but Ashley Lyerly of the American Lung Association says it could be even higher. In Florida, we're only seeing 22% of those eligible in Florida being screened. The State of Lung Cancer report shows Medicaid in Florida does not cover lung cancer screenings, which consist of a yearly low-dose CT scan for those at higher risk. A shocker in college basketball. Top-ranked Kentucky upset at home in Rupp Arena by unranked Evansville, 67 to 64. KJ Riley scored 18 points to lead the Purple Aces, who improved to 2 and 0. Evansville head coach Walter McCarty talks about knocking off the Wildcats. This is at the top um, to be able to come come back home and uh, man play against the number one team in the country and um, be able to perform the way that we did. Kentucky shot just 37% overall and fell to 2-1. and one. It's one of the most unlikely wins in college basketball, they say, in, in many, many years. A huge upset. Break up the Purple Aces. <laughs> WFLA News Time is 8.07.
The former Florida principal who questioned the Holocaust wants his job back. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here as we charge into our third hour. We're going to have a live report on what to expect from the impeachment hearings on national television this morning that begin at 10 o'clock. We'll have that in our final half hour here. But in the meantime, uh, I've been noticing that the state of Florida is um, incentivizing Floridians to go down and hunt and kill pythons that are ravaging the Everglades. I'd like to see the same program set up to pare down the alligator population. Nobody lives in the Everglades. Millions live with the threat of alligators. We don't use our waterways anymore the way we used to. You say the attacks aren't that common. It's because a lot of people don't use the lakes they used to swim in and the streams they used to swim in anymore because they're scared to death of an alligator attack. We have overprotected the gators to the point where the population is just excessive and the whole thing's out of control. So if they're all about paying us to kill pythons where nobody lives, how about paying us to pare down the gator population where so many millions of us live? It needs to be done. I'll make the case in a moment, and we'll see what you think at 407-916-5400. And our text line, first name in town, always welcome, 23680. Alan? We want to pay you, and you don't even have to kill a gator or a python. <laughs> As we attempt to make your wallet great again with our texting contest, we're just about to announce the keyword of the hour. Listen in moments for that keyword, then text it to 200-200, and you could win $1,000. Remember, you might get a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you have won. Listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. It's 8.09 on Good Morning Orlando. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic is just two minutes away. Central Florida headlines updated now. The search for a new school superintendent is over in Volusia County. The school board last night voted unanimously to offer that job to Dr. Ronald Scott Fritz. He is currently an official with the Osceola School District, and he has also spent time in the Orange County School District. If contract details can be worked out, Fritz would be starting January 1st as superintendent of schools in Volusia County. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning for you on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. What's it been now, 17 some odd years since I've been a host here on WFLA Radio, very proudly, and one of my cause celebs over the years has been getting a handle on the exploding alligator population here. They've been overprotected because they were hunted almost to extinction back in the 60s and 70s, and that's not good either. There's a place for alligators, but we have an estimated 1.3 million, and if that's the estimate, I think the reality is probably a lot more than that. We talk about this often, about paring down the alligator um, uh, population with a really serious hunt. I mean, what they have right now is a joke. More on that in just a moment. 
And I took note of uh, Scott Maxwell's column yesterday in the Orlando Sentinel, headline, Giant Pythons Invade Florida, Hunters Recruited at $15 an hour, and then they make $25 additional per slithery foot of these snakes that are, you know, they're invasive and they're wiping out native species in the Everglades. And I support the python hunt. But I think maybe the same program is needed to pare down the alligator population, which I think needs to be cut down in half and then reassessed and maybe cut down in half again. So that we feel at least reasonably safe using the lakes and waterways, streams and whatever, um, and enjoying them the way we once did here in the state of Florida. People have lived around here a long time, even longer than I have, and I've been here well over 30 years. We'll tell you it didn't used to be this way, where you feared being in the water because there were just so doggone many alligators. Okay? So why don't we have the same kind of a serious incentive to hunt and kill alligators that we now have with the state's blessing because they're running this thing to hunt these pythons down in the Everglades? The state at this particular point, the way Scott Maxwell reports it, hunters can earn about $15 an hour. But they also have bonus incentives here. You could make several hundred dollars, more than 300 for a giant python, because you get $50 for the first four feet in length of the snake. And then for each additional foot, you get $25. I did the math. Kill a 15-foot python, and there's plenty of them in the Everglades, you make more than $300. And there's 300,000 of them that they are trying to wipe out. Why don't we do the same thing with the alligators? Well, but man, we have a hunt for alligators every year. Runs from August to November, you idiot. I know that. But they don't pay us. We pay them. And they only allow, they only allow 5,000 permits to kill maximum two gators apiece every year. And you have to pay $272 to get a permit to go do that. That's not a serious hunt. And if you're only going to kill two alligators, and if 5,000 people do that, you kill 10,000 alligators, and let's just give them the $1.3 million estimate, which I think is way low, as most of these estimates tend to be. Um, That's literally a drop in the gator bucket. Makes no sense to me. Why don't we incentivize hunters and pay them like we're paying them to kill the the pythons down there to kill alligators where millions live? We should be doing if we're going to be killing pythons where nobody lives in the Everglades. Does this make any sense to anybody there? Do you think we should have the same setup for killing alligators to get our waterways back so we can enjoy them as we once did and cut that alligator population way down? The same setup we have now that gives great incentive to hunters to go in and be paid to kill pythons. I think we need that for the alligator population. Oh, by the way, you can't use a gun to kill a gator. you got to use a bow and arrow, a spear, something like that. But you can use a shotgun to kill a gator in the Everglades. How about shotguns for alligators? How's that for you? That's where the Bud Man is on this, and I'd like to know whether or not I have any company. 407-916-5400. Whole staff's looking at me like, gee, I don't know, man. And Budman is a scary dude. We'll see what Yaffe and Melissa and Alan think here in a moment, but I'd like your take on it all. Hey, 
It's our state for crying out loud, and if we can hunt pythons, we ought to be able to hunt gators in a serious way, it seems to me. You're next, right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. But just joining us right now, this headline out of the White House, President Trump is going to be hosting the president of Turkey today. Somewhat controversial, President Erdogan will meet with Trump in the Oval Office before they hold a joint news conference. Critics of this call Erdogan a tyrant and claim he manipulated Trump into announcing a U.S. troop withdrawal from northern Syria. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. We do it all morning for you right here in Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Joel is on the line from Oviedo. Melissa put it up on the screen. Sure got my attention. You're a gator hunter, right, Joel? I guess so, bud. How you doing this morning? I'm just fine. What's your take on my take? Well, I'd say, uh, I guess technically I'm a recreational hunter, so we uh, we happily harvest two to six alligators a year uh, per the Florida lottery uh, managed by FWC. And I said, just a little color um, I wanted to add to your, you know, the management of the Florida alligators has just been phenomenal. I mean, the FWC manages the hunt absolutely well, incredibly. And well, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I mean, we're not doing anything to really pare the population down, Joel, and we have infinitely more gators than we had 30 or 40 years ago, and it, and it terrifies people to use the waterways we used to enjoy. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say from a hunter who's on the water, I'd say it's actually a, a pretty surprisingly difficult hunt. I hate to admit it, but I've actually been unsuccessful um, on, on several hunts over the years where we've actually turned tags in empty, been unable to harvest. That's probably due to my skill level. But um, I'd say there's some things from a hunter's perspective we could do that would be a, you know, a net revenue generator for the state is, is simply to, A, offer more tags or loosen some of the restrictions they put on us. We happily pay for those tags. Why don't we have the state um, pay us to kill gators and incentivize hunters like you to go do that and make some serious there's, money? There's not, an in, there's not an incentive problem. There's, there's hundreds, maybe thousands of us out here who enjoy hunting with our families and our friends. Yeah, I understand so I that, but if we're trying to cut down the population of gators like they're trying to cut down the python population in the Everglades, in Everglades, you need more hunters killing more of these yeah, species. I don't think I don't think we need more. Maybe instead of two, give us increase the number of gators we can harvest on our tags. All right, that would work for me. Thanks. Good to talk with a gator hunter here. So what about it? I uh, you know, I love gator tail. If there's any way we can uh, sell more gator tail around, let them hunt and sell it. I'll, I'll do it. Gator t- but I, I totally agree with you. It's crazy to me how many gators there are. You said over a million? 1.3 is what they estimate. I'm sure it's higher than that. Yeah, um, and as you mentioned, wow. there, there's been hardly a dent in that population. The same thing, though, with the pythons. Even though they've been paying people to hunt for those, uh, those just keep reproducing in the Everglades, and it's like we can't get on top of either of these situations. You know, You know how capitalism works? You incentivize people, offering rewards to do something. And if you offer a big reward, people do things they wouldn't otherwise have been willing to do with their time and their mm-hmm. efforts. I and, 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 I mean, come on, it's, it's pretty basic. They are paying people to kill pythons. They are forcing you to pay them to go kill gators. That does not result 
in cutting down the gator population, which I think is needed. Does anybody else think we need to go this route? Ray, you're in Winter Park. What are your thoughts this morning, Ray? I couldn't agree with you more, bud. Totally, um, I grew up here in the Orlando market, and uh, when the whole thing happened, there was like they said there was like a half million gators available, and they needed to increase the population. Now there's like what three, four, five million. Um, how, what's the what's the boating industry like? What's the skiing industry like? You know, there's ten thousand gators in Lake Jessup. It's just crazy, and uh, year-round um, hunting would be the right answer. And uh, you'd see an increase in uh, tourist markets that are not being uh, taken care of right now with the uh, skiing industry and others. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. All right, let's go to the Space Coast. Mike, it's Alan along with the Budman, Yaffe, and Melissa. What do you think about killing gators and pythons and everybody? <laughs> Good morning, Budman. Well, not everybody. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I think... I think get rid of all the gators. Um, personally, I'm a hurricane fan, and I think we turn the Seminoles loose on them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we night. were going to morph into football talk. Yeah. You're on the gator and station here. Stop it. Night. He just wants to hunt in Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, what about cutting down the gator population, incentivizing hunters like we're doing with the pythons? I do. We, uh, my family and I, my extended family, we do a lot of water sports stuff. And even in the intercoastal waterways, yeah. we've seen gator, gators swimming around there too, which, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you never saw. So I, I hear it all the time. Thank you. That's the reality. And it needs to be dealt with. And they won't do it. They need to do it. Yaffe, text line. Yeah, one person actually disagrees with you on this, bud, says... Uh, one is an invasive species, talking about the pythons. The other is not. Yeah, it's not technically, but it's invading all kinds of places people used to enjoy. And I'm sorry, there's room for the gators, but there's too many of them. Is there a way we can have the pythons and the gators fight each other? They you know, do. Just kill each other? They do. Just, a, a neutral site, kind of yeah. like a world wrestling exactly. thing? Alan, you it, could it, promote it that. They'll just yeah. kill each other. We don't have to worry about it anymore. It happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it sounds like a movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It, it sounds like a cousin to Sharknado. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something crazy like that. Anyway, um, we're having a few laughs with it, but it really is, in the grand scheme of things, a pretty serious uh, issue, I think, with the gator population here. And it's just it's just been protected, that species, beyond all reason. And we see the results of that. And uh, I'm sorry. I, I think we need to go the, the python route and incentivize people big time to kill gators. I do. So um, in a moment, we are going to have a preview for you on a live report of today's televised impeachment proceedings in the House of Representatives. But between now and then, let's get Alan to get us up to date on all the news. Bud, there's been an arrest in the Beefy King fire and allegations of cheating in Major League Baseball. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere and traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 8.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Fire broke out at a popular restaurant. We told you about that earlier this week, and we have an update right now. I guess that fire was no accident, Alan. But a man is under arrest following the fire at an iconic Orlando restaurant. Late yesterday, Orlando Fire Department arson investigators announced the arrest of a man named John Huff, and he's accused of setting the fire at Beefy King on North Bumby Avenue. Damage was minimal, but it's enough to keep the restaurant closed for several days. Beefy King has been an Orlando fixture for more than 50 years. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. 
A man is dead after a shooting at a Brevard County motel. It happened last night in Cocoa Beach at Faulty Towers on East Cocoa Beach Causeway. No arrest has been announced. Three Florida cities will split $62 million in federal transportation grants. U.S. Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao made the announcement in Lake Nona, which will get $20 million to go towards its driverless bus system, which began rolling in September. Governor Ron DeSantis says lack of movement is plaguing Florida's metro areas. That costs money because it costs productivity, uh, costs time, and costs effort. Miami gets $22 million for its mass transit system. Jacksonville, $20 million for sea terminal improvements. Larry Spillman, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. The Orange County School Board is approving a contract with teachers that gives the teachers pay raises and delays increases in health insurance. Next up is a vote by the teachers. A new survey suggests there's been a lead change in Iowa among Democrats running for president, putting South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg ahead. Fox's Peter Ducey has more on the Monmouth University poll. It shows Buttigieg riding a 14-point surge since August in Iowa into the lead at 22%. and puts them ahead of Biden and Warren, who have seen their numbers shrink, and also Sanders, Klobuchar, and Kamala Harris, whose campaign pulled resources from all across the country to go all in in Iowa, but is stuck in sixth place with just 3%. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton tells the BBC that many, many people are urging her to jump into the race, but she says she will not. <laughs> she says she's getting enormous pressure. Yeah. 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 They wanted to run right out the door. I think the Democrats don't want Hillary take three. Do the Houston Astros cheat? One of their former players says, yeah, they do. Oakland Athletics pitcher Mike Fires telling The Athletic that the Houston Astros used a center field camera to steal signs during their 2017 World Series winning season, a practice that has prompted an investigation by Major League Baseball with the Astros cooperating. Fires was a member of that champion squad and admits a tarnished relationship with the team now, adding that he has warned other franchises that Astros hitters used a video feed piped into a monitor near the dugout to decode signs and then relay them to hitters in games. Allegations of cheating by the Astros have chased the organization for years as recent as this year's World Series. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Now what they would do is they'd watch this monitor. Somebody would be assigned to watch the monitor mm -hmm. uh, in the Astros uh, past the dugout going to the, the clubhouse in that runway, and that person would bang on a trash can to signal the batter as to what pitch was coming up. So if it was an off-speed or breaking ball, they bang on the trash can twice, if it's a fastball, they don't do anything. This is bad. Yeah. What are they going to do to the Astros? I mean, you can't redo the games. I think they should. Was that person banging <laughs> on the trash can? Was that Tom Brady? Was he there? Uh, oh, oh, wait, no, oh, no, no, no. the Patriots no. again. Again. Yaffe, drag, <laughs> dragging the Patriots into this mess. Uh, Deflate gate. This hour, uh, you know? Stop it now. Come on now. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's go elsewhere, bud, shall we? Yes. Elsewhere. Jeopardy James is at it again. Las Vegas pro sports better James Holzhauer will play in the two-day championship match on Jeopardy tomorrow and Friday. Holzhauer will face off against Emma Butcher, Betcher rather, and the winner of tonight's Tournament of Champions last semifinal. He won his semifinal match last night with over $30,000 to advance to the final. You might remember it was Emma Betcher 
who ended Holzhauer's 32-game win streak back on June 3rd. Ooh, showdown of the Titans on Jeopardy. I so can't wait. I'll be, be watching. Yeah, it'll be three of them tomorrow and Friday, and cool. we'll see what happens. Krispy Kreme is taking the hassle out of making a Thanksgiving pie. They just released three new donuts inspired by favorite holiday desserts. Surprisingly not, pumpkin pie is one of them. The other donut flavors include cherry pie, chocolate cream pie, and Dutch apple pie. The new Krispy Kreme donuts will be available through Thanksgiving. Are you in, Yaffe? Well, I was going to say, for Thanksgiving dinner, you can have some Pringles, Yeah, you know, for the dinner, because they have the different flavors there. Right. That's and right. And you can have yeah. donuts for dessert. I mean, it sounds easy to make. Yeah. I, I like it. I'm sorry, my my arteries are hardening in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Too, not, much. Uh, Too much. Too uh, much. I'm not ready, but I'll tell you what. That does sound tasty. Uh, Pretty much anything from Krispy Kreme is okay with me. Yep. And finally, televangelist Joel Osteen is welcoming a special guest to his popular TV service. Work it, make it, do it, makes us older, better, faster, stronger. That that, that, that don't kill me, can only make us stronger. I need you to hurry up now, cause I can't wait much longer. That's right, bud. It's President Trump's friend Kanye West. Plans call for Kanye West to join Joel Osteen this Sunday to create a super service at Lakewood Church in Houston. He'll be there at 11 a.m. and have a conversation with Osteen for 20 to 30 minutes about how he's overcome significant adversity. Later on in the evening, Kanye will return for the nighttime service where he and his traveling choir will perform. Yeah, he's got quite a story to tell, and he'll have quite a forum there. Yeah, he likes to tell stories, too. (laughs) Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Thanks, Alan. So we have the impeachment hearings going national on television, public hearings starting at 10 o'clock this morning, and we've been talking about it here. A little later in the show, I want to ask you what your expectations are. Do you think when this day is over, it's going to be good news for the Democrats, bad news for the Democrats, good news for Trump, bad news for Trump? What are your expectations today? What will you be looking for? Or will you be watching or will you be boycotting the hearings? It's show prep for us, so... (laughs) We'll be watching. In a moment, we'll give you a preview of how the morning and the afternoon is likely to play out. We've got our uh, man on the job, News Radio WFLA National Correspondent Michael Bauer. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, and we'll do that here in just two minutes. And good morning, Orlando. Thanks, Heather. Right now, a sports headline for you. In the latest college football playoff rankings, we have a new top team. No surprise, LSU is on top after beating Alabama that fell to number five. Ohio State slips to number two. Clemson climbs to number three. Georgia climbs to number four. What about our Florida Gators? They dropped a spot to 11th. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. We've been talking about the televised impeachment hearings that begin in the House of Representatives in about an hour and 15 minutes, 10 a.m., Let's bring in our news radio WFLA national correspondent Michael Bauer to set the scene. Michael, what do we need to know going into this? 
Well, we, get it. we, we need to know that the, for the fourth time in American history, we're looking at the possibility of an impeachment of the United, President of the United States. And with that, you're going to see today the impeachment inquiry live, the public phase of it happening. Democrats and Republicans preparing to offer competing narratives, whether President Trump inappropriately pressured Ukraine to investigate his political rivals. And you're going to see today specifically uh, testifying the first witnesses, Bill Taylor, top American diplomat in Ukraine, George Kent, a senior State Department official in charge of Ukraine policy. They have both testified before, uh, and then had that was done behind closed doors. Testimony had been released in transcript form, but now they're going to be doing this for the American public to see, and you're going to see that take place in the Ways and Means Chamber of the House. It's the House's grandest hearing room, columned. It looks the most appropriate for television, at least according to Adam Schiff, so that's why he and Devin Nunes will be taking having this uh, televised in that room, and you're not going to see a lot, I don't believe, from Adam Schiff or from Devin Nunes in regards to the the, the opening investigation here, because you've got this new rule in place, Bud Man, where you've got 45 minutes for either side. They both get equal time, so if it's 30 minutes for one, it's 30 for the other, to go at these individual witnesses and question them. And they're going to be done a lot with individuals that aren't named Adam Schiff or Devin Nunes. Daniel Goldman is a former federal prosecutor in Manhattan. He'll be asking questions for the Democrats. Steve Castor, a congressional investigator who has worked in the House since 2005, asking the questions for Republicans. So they've got a lot of time. They can go on a deep dive, and that's why they're putting in the possibility of this prosecutor and this investigator being the one to bring the questions to the table for the first 45-minute time limit. After that, then it becomes the circus we're all familiar with, where everybody else on the panel will get their opportunity to ask five-minute question and answers. All begins in an hour and ten minutes, and we'll be watching and talking about it tomorrow. For folks just joining us in particular, thank you for setting the scene here. News Radio WFLA National Correspondent Michael Bauer. Always great having you on our show, Michael. Have a great rest of the day, bud, man. Yeah, you too, my friend. Absolutely. So what are you expecting today? Give us your take on how this is going to play out. When this day is over, who is going to be smiling and who is not? Trump, the Democrats, you tell us. 407-916-5400. We'll give you our take here in a moment as just before we leave the air. And, of course, we have the text line always open. First name in town, always welcome there at 236 236- Eight zero. Final look at headlines. Impeachment hearing related. Nearly half of all Americans in a new poll say the whistleblower behind the Trump impeachment probe should come forward. The poll from CBS News and YouGov finds that 47% of Americans think the whistleblower should be forced to be made public, while 53% say that person should remain anonymous. The whistleblower said Trump was using military aid as leverage to pressure Ukraine into investigating his political rivals. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. The promise all morning here in Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Democrats have the veto on what um, witnesses the Republicans can call. They're not going to get the whistleblower they want. They're not going to get Hunter Biden. They may get a few others. We'll have to see. It all begins in an hour and five minutes. What are you thinking as you look ahead to how this day uh, might unfold. We've had very few of them in the history of the Republic. Yeah, at the end of the day, unless there's something truly dramatic that's revealed uh, during the day, I think people are so entrenched on either side of this at this point. I mean, even before the Ukraine matter came up, as far as Donald Trump, you've got those who love him and support him no matter what. You've got those who dislike him and hate him no matter what. And not too many in the middle. <laughs> and they're not 
<laughs> I don't see anything like unless I said something really dramatic happens. I don't see that changing. What about it, Yavi? Yeah, I actually agree with Alan a hundred percent. There are going to be things that the Democrats and some of the media are going to say is a big bombshell that you need to pay attention to. But I don't think there is going to be anything very dramatic, like he said, that's really going to be a big bombshell. Historically in this country, there's a pretty high bar for impeachment and removal. And I think the Democrats are, they have a long way to go to make that case. I really believe that. How about it, Melissa? Well, I'm along with all you guys. I don't think there's going to be any big reveal today. Uh, It will be nice to see where the Republicans are, you know, up against what they're up against and what they're going to throw out there. But otherwise, yeah, I I don't think it's going to be anything like, wow, the oh, wow moment. Not yet. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's hard to say, though. In in prior impeachment proceedings, you know, there have been stars that have emerged and, um, you know, there's an ebb and flow that goes on here. Um, I, I think you make some really, really great points. And, and, and the bottom line is, if what you say is true, and I think you're on the right track here, um, this whole thing is all for naught, because unless there's a bombshell that ultimately, if this thing goes to trial in the Senate, peels away 20 or more Republican senators, Trump is still president of the United States when all of this ends. And it's exactly. going to have to be something that changes public opinion as well to force those senators also to want to change their position. Yep, absolutely. I don't see a thing that would do that right now. I mean, public opinion right now seems to be pretty much 50-50. That's not enough to sway the Senate. No, I agree 100% on that. Yaffe, you've got that as your big story for the ride home this afternoon. A lot of folks, you will have been working all day, haven't been able to watch the hearings. Yaffe will be watching them for you. You and Tom and Larry and the whole team for PM Orlando. Folks need to tune in and stay right here on WFLA. Yeah, we'll play the highlights, and I'll give you my analysis as well tonight, 5 to 6 p.m. on PM Orlando. Yeah, whatever else is going on, they will cover it as well. It's been a great ride here, and as always, a privilege for all of us. Uh, to broadcast to the smartest audience in talk radio. And we love your input. That's why, uh, you know, we're always asking you for your calls and your text because you have a lot to say, and we want to hear it, and so does everybody in Central Florida. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.